This week on the podcast, we venture to the origins of the evil Annabelle doll with 2016's Annabelle Creation. Welcome back to the podcast where we dissect the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite films and film franchises. I am your host, Britt Parker. Joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angel of DNA Gaming. Hello. This is episode 120, which just every time we hit another another 10 episodes, it's like it just, you know, it gives me like a power. I'm like, we're doing it, guys. We're still I'm here. Just- I'm sweating just thinking about it. I'm still, we're still here, guys. <laughs> so yeah, so we we're talking about Annabelle creation, or uh, during filming, it was just called Annabelle Two. This was directed by David Sandberg, who also directed the Shazam movies. Uh, but okay. the film that got him the job was a little movie called Lights Out, which came out, I believe, a year or two before this one. So this movie was released June nineteenth. 2017 at uh the london or uh la film festival and august 11 2017 worldwide it was supposed to release a few months before but it was what was there was another movie oh a movie we've talked about on this podcast alien covenant was was released earlier in the year and they didn't want to compete with that movie so they pushed it a couple months and so came out in august had a budget of $15 million. If only is, they knew they had nothing to compete against. I'm sorry. I mean, that movie still made a lot of money. But <laughs> um, this budget is tiny. You want to know how much it made? $306.5 million. That's why we got more. That's why you I know what I always say? Going. It's a good turn on investment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But like I said, this was uh, directed by David F. Sandberg. He yeah he drew, he directed Lights Out, which was a, a horror movie that came out a couple of years before. And uh, to be honest, I've st- I haven't seen that one. I've heard good things about it. I think it's on Netflix right now. And the thing was is that Sandberg didn't actually want to do this film at first because he thought it was going to be a sequel to the 2014 Annabelle, and he wasn't about horror sequels because you know going through the history of horror sequels. I mean, there are good ones. Don't get me wrong. There are good ones, but there are a lot of not so good ones. So he didn't want to fall into the trope of like, oh, I have to follow all this lore and I have to kind of go off of what they did in that first one. So 
he was very hesitant, but they told him, no, it's going to be a prequel. So, but you still have to follow these rules, but you still have to kind of put certain <laughs> things in to kind of connect it. So it kind of gave him more freedom to kind of do what he wanted to do. But of course he still had to put the connective tissues in there. And, uh, I mean, then we got what we got. Biggest complaint. Mm-hmm. It's still a sequel. I know it's a prequel, but it's still a follow-up to a horror film. So it, you yeah. still have that same problem that goes with it. Because there's been many sequel horror prequels that were just as bad as horror sequels. That's so true. yeah. No, I I, I, I get what you mean. Uh this was again written by David Doberman, who wrote the first Annabelle. He would have come back to write the third Annabelle. He also wrote uh It Chapter One and Two, The Nun, which we'll be talking about next week. Uh we yeah, so we're gonna be talking about him um over the next few weeks with because he pretty much uh, sticks around with this franchise for a while. Uh, he actually he also wrote a movie that was directed by the director of the first Annabelle, John Lanetti, called Wolves at the Door, which is something I want to check out because I actually checked out Wish Upon, which was a John Lanetti movie, which we uh, mentioned in the Annabelle episode. Uh, it wasn't good. Uh, it wasn't okay. good. It, um, it was a really cool concept, so it's not to spoil the whole movie, but it it's literally about kind of a it's, it's like a genie movie. Like you pretty much wish on this like it's a box that you you can wish things on, and the wishes will come true. But you have to, but then you have to like pay for it. Like there's a payment, so it's usually someone dies. Like that's the payment to the box. So is that kind of just like Wishmaster from like ninety five? Yeah, whatever, a little bit. Like a gin. Okay, yeah, so yeah, similar yeah, concept. Very similar. There's no creature though. It's literally this box. Okay. Okay. Um, it's I think it's on Screenbox right now. I would say check it out. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's a very cool concept, but I just feel they kind of fell short with the way things happened. The tension wasn't there like I was expecting it to. Um. This uh, the cast we have Stephanie Sigmon who who was our resident nun. Uh, she was in 007 Spectre. She was really? in Narcos and she was in the TV show SWAT. Mm. Uh, we have T- uh, Talitha Bateman, who the notable these are the notable movies that I saw uh, that she's been in Geostorm with Gerard Butler. I don't know if you've heard of Geostorm. Yes, I'm aware of what I've not seen it, but I know what it is. Uh, Love Simon, the movie. I think there was a show too, and another horror movie called Countdown, which was a uh, some sort of like it was like a phone. It was a horror movie based on a phone app or something like that. It was weird. Okay, but her brother is also an actor. His name is Gabriel Bateman. Uh, He played Andy Barkley in the 2019 Child's Play remake. And he was also the main character in Lights Out, which was directed by David Sandberg. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We have Lulu Wilson, who in two in the same year would also be in a horror prequel, Ouija Origin of Evil. <laughs> oh, shit. Why? <laughs> yeah. Which was directed by Mike Flanagan. I've actually heard that's a really good prequel. And so it's pretty crazy though, like two horror prequels in the same exact year. Because I remember seeing the first time I see her in this movie, I went, "I recognize you." And then you literally look at the poster for the Ouija Origins of Evil, and it's just her. 
with like white eyes. I was like, yep. All right. Okay. But, but she was also in Haunting of Hill House. She was in a, co- uh, a movie called Becky, which was kind of like a revenge, um, like a revenge thriller where like her and her dad go to some place and they get jumped by a bunch of guys and the dad dies and then she kind of seeks revenge on them had kevin james in it it just a sequel came out like a couple months ago it was called wrath of becky and she came back to do that so okay okay uh anthony lapaglia who for me i know him from so i married an axe murderer all the way back in the early 90s with uh, mike myers he played his brother he was Al Capone in Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. That's what I remembered him from. I was trying. I looked at this like this guy looks and sounds familiar, and it was Road to Perdition. He did voice work for Happy Feet one and two, and but he, I think most people uh, would know him from Without a Trace, which was a TV show I believe on CBS. I watched it a little bit growing up. And he's also Australian. Never knew that. Dude, he's so, got a great voice. Yes, he does. Very like monotones and like, like just deep. He's got that grumble to it. Great. It's good. Uh, somebody else I want to shout out because, well, she was a pretty prominent character. Uh, was oh, where is where is she? Why is her name on here? The one who played was it Carol? Uh, yeah, Grace Fulton. She was also in Shazam and Shazam: Fury of the Gods. It was she played she, Mary. Well, yeah, 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 Mary Marvel. Yeah, got yeah. it. We have Grace Fulton as Carol. Uh, Philippa Col- Coltart as Nancy, uh, Samara Lee as as B Mullins, and Lulu Saffron as Tierney, who was the one girl who just didn't really do anything in the movie. She was part of the the group, but like yeah. not. Yeah. And uh, Taylor Buck was Kate. I swear, there's times Taylor I thought Mills. she disappeared in this fucking movie. Yeah. Where'd she go? And she just popped back up. Like, oh, okay, there <laughs> she is. <laughs> and uh, guess what? Joseph Bashara. He didn't do the music for this movie, but he does come back as the uh, the demon in this movie. Yes. Is he the same demon from the first movie? First Annabelle? Yes, because that's the demon that is like just fully sure. a part of Annabelle. Yeah. Just, just making sure. Yep. <laughs> See, movie the thing does is, some shit. The thing is, is it, he has a name, but they've never said his name, at least in the movies we've watched so far. Like I said in the first Annabelle episode, his name was Malthus. But they never—they've never said his name in two movies. I'm the spoiler—they don't say his name in this one either. They don't really talk about him much. You just see him. Yeah, not really. There's—they don't really have time to go into that side of it. Yeah. Really. Uh, one <coughs> one performance though that I was kind of bummed about because she doesn't really play much in this movie is uh, Miranda Otto, who played Mrs. Mullins. Uh, of course, all of our Lord of the Rings fans would know her as Eowyn from the yep. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Did I say that name right? Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to get yelled at by Lord of the Rings fans. I don't. I've I never am, seen them, so I am no man in smotes. Yeah, smoting, smoted. Do you <laughs> do you want me to smote you? <laughs> <laughs> and she was in War of the Worlds. That's where I kind of yep. remember her from. Yeah, with Tom. The uh, old. Tom uh, yeah, I will. I, I nobody likes that movie. I like that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I thought it was really good. So good. I think it's mostly because it's in that it's in that weird era of Tom Cruise, where mm-hmm. it was like Tom Cruise in that time wasn't what we think of now or even like in the nineties. It was in like yeah. a weird stage. Yeah. Yeah. He was, that was, that was jumping on the couch on Oprah, Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. Katie Holmes. 
Calm uh, down, dude. <laughs> she's also Australian. Thank you. I also do I'm not sorry. know. <laughs> so the music, like I said, wasn't done by Joseph Bashara, which is pretty wild. This was actually done by Benjamin Wallfish, who did the music for uh, Blade Runner 2049. He did the first Shazam. He did the music for It Chapters 1 and 2. He did The Invisible Man from 2020, which is fantastic. I really want to cover that movie at some point. Uh, Hidden Figures and Gore Verbinski's A Cure for Wellness, along with Lights Out, the newest Mortal Kombat, uh, The Flash from this year, and he's going to be doing the music for Craven the Hunter, which got pushed back to next year. Whoops. <laughs> all I can think of is, uh, he said Wallfish, all I can think of is Billy Bass. The singing trout or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the singing bass. I was gonna, does... You you mentioned his name. I was like, this no way this motherfucker has done anything. He just walked by the studio one day, like you know how to make music. It's like, yeah, I've dabbled. Bring him on in. But he's actually done like a lot of bigger shit. Yeah. So good on him. Yeah. I don't know composers, so fair enough. And this movie was an hour and fifty minutes, which is a little a little more than ninety minutes. But you know what? Less than two hours for a horror movie. Sold. Yes. Yes. And we talked about the box office already, so boom. Yeah, I got two bucks. Yeah, that's fine. All right, before we jump into the plot, let's talk about our experience watching this movie for the first time. Well, for the first time for you guys, I've seen this movie already. Uh, so I'll, you know what I do? I like to share the, the reactions of my wife because she actually watched this movie with me. So let's start with you guys. Angela, she's looking real excited Engaged. to talk about her experience oh, yeah. let's let's not so let's remember let's don't talk well, about yes. what what you think of the movie just your experience Works. watching the movie angela start us off i was all right with it until a certain point and i'm like stop scaring me <laughs> it's doing its job wow a horror movie that's actually scaring someone i hate i hate the dark and there's parts they've made even darker. And I'm like, damn it. Stop looking in the dark. Because <laughs> here I am. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And then things don't happen. And it happens at a different point. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I'm like, stop it. But no. Um, I mean, I enjoyed watching this one. Even though it did scare the crap out of me. I slept really well afterwards oddly yeah oddly i was dead we were done i was dead not like the movie did but you know yeah. <laughs> i slept real well this one i think did a little bit more in cer certain areas than the last movie that i thought were interesting so I, that I was actually a little, I was pretty engaged with this one as opposed to the first one. And I felt it was a little scarier than the previous Annabelle film. Oh, you mean while you were on your phone? I'm just kidding. I'm always on my phone, especially when I watch this shit. <laughs> I only half pay attention, but I was like, I was, I, I was genuinely interested in this movie. And I was not, this was an experience where I wasn't concerned with how long it was, where I complained over the last Conjuring movie, I think went a little bit too long. Mm -hmm. I think this one. Maybe you could have shaved a couple of minutes, but for the most part, I felt it. It went, and I was like, "Where is this going? Where is this going?" And it, it did a few things different. I, I thought it, it was a good, it was a good viewing experience. He's sitting beside me. I'm like, "Look, look!" And then I would do something like, "Hey, look, check this out." So we were we were doing it to each other. 
yeah, this was uh this wasn't my first time seeing this movie. I think I've seen this a few times over the years. And this viewing was was fun because I know a lot of people on the internet who would talk about how Animal Creation is a better movie than the first one. And like I, I remember having that feeling before seeing it again, but it just justified after seeing it. I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I'm not really, I don't want to show my hand too much about like my full thoughts on it, but it does things better than like, it just, it, I just felt like, yeah, it was paced better. The scares were good. It, like, and, and there was times where it wasn't even, it was just, it was nonstop. Like it was like a scene for like two minutes of just like, Jesus Christ, is it going to end? Like usually you get a scare it moves on to another scene. No, it's like scare move on. No, it's back. I'll move it again. No, it just keeps on chasing after them. And it's good. I love the pacing throughout the whole thing. Um, there were certain characters that kind of felt underused and especially actors who I felt like, I'm like, man, this is she's like, this person's a pretty big actor. Like I used them for like five minutes and they're always in the shadows, <laughs> but the kids, it's always a it's always a toss up with child actors on like how well they're gonna be. And to be honest, I feel like everyone does a really good job in this movie, performance wise. It was a lot of fun to watch. This movie, yeah. That was my I experience. like it. So this is my favorite part about all this. This is like, don't tell us what you thought of the movie, tell us your experience. And he was the worst one out of all three of us. <laughs> He's like, Let me just break this shit down. <laughs> No, you're good. Just, I don't know. I don't know how to do this when I've already it's seen so the movie. Hard, it's so hard, though. I don't so know how to. to I don't know how to go about it when I've already seen the movie. I know, but it's so hard to tell your, like you said, your viewing experience or even pre- without without talking saying about how what you, you thought of the movie. Listen, yeah, I mean, I liked it. You guys want to say what you thought? <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to keep doing this. It's a challenge. Like yeah. I feel it's like and I how failed do you the challenge today, everybody. Split? No, it's still, the, they'll hear at the end. Everybody's like, "Come on, man! You said don't say what you thought." Uh, well, me, they still got I'll, us. I'll, I'll share my wife's experience. She is literally yeah. looking away from the TV every five minutes because she'd be like, I can't with this because it was the same thing with the first Annabelle because it's the same demon. So every time you would see something with that demon, she's like, nope, nope, nope. Looking away. I got to go. Film. I got to go do something in the house. The baby yeah. needs something. I, yeah, I need to do something. <laughs> I got to go take the goldfish for a walk. Like, <laughs> yeah, like what? no, I don't want this. This is awful. The uh, one yeah. scene where they're where it's getting where it's just dark, yeah, and getting darker. Mm-hmm. I was like, nope, I can't. I was like, I can't look because yeah. I know what's gonna happen. I was like, no, I can't. Uh, look. yeah, but it was fun. It's always fun to to, to look over and just see her kind of mean like. <laughs> okay, is it done? Like, can we? Is it on a, <laughs> is it on a lighter scene now? <laughs> well, the lights are on. Everything. If that's what you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's it. Um, but yeah. All right, well, let's hop into this plot because we got a lot to talk about. So this movie opens up to an eyeball. <gasps> What's the eyeball doing? But we find out that it is a doll maker. He's creating the titular doll. And I love how it like shows the whole process and then it flips it over. It puts the stamp on and it, it shows like, you know, the the little line there out of 100 and he yeah. has to write in one. You're like, ooh, she's unique. Yeah, yeah. You then you you see that there's somebody passes a note under the door of the workshop. He goes out there. Well, he hears it before the notes start getting passed. He hears somebody outside the his workshop. So he, of course he's looking around, and you don't know like really what's going on. Like, somebody like, are we already getting that. paranormal stuff going on, or what? 
But he goes in, he finds a note on the ground, and it says, find me. And, of course, he sees where she is. She's hiding behind a curtain. And he writes another note and walks away, and she grabs it, and it says, found you. And then he tackles her, and you're like, oh, it's just a loving family. It's just a dad and, you know, mom and dad and a daughter. Um, and Miranda Otto and Anthony LaPaglia, they're not young. Like, when did they have this child? When they were, like, in the pushing 50? Like, both of them? <laughs> Maybe. At least in their 40s. Like, damn. Let's see. He's... What's this? 20... This came out in 2016. Miranda Otto is 55 years old. In... So she was, was born in 59, so... <laughs> so she was... She was 49 years old when this movie came out. And I mean, the girl, I think the daughter was like five or six, I think. Like, I, I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm guessing. Yes, five to seven ish, right? It's just, a, it was just funny. It was just seven. funny to point out because I was like, they, yeah. they seem to be pushing the grandparents' age. Well, sometimes, you know, this is kind of the time when sometimes they take them a bit young, the father and what wife. What year do you think this movie takes place? I know what year it takes place. It was what, 50? What did 55. it say? Oh, let's take place in 55. Oh, did it? Was there a. a we, we, we looked no, it up. we looked it up. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't remember in the movie ever seeing a date, but okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So, yeah, he, you know, it's a loving family. Everything's so happy. But um, you, you see that the daughter, there might be something wrong with the daughter. Like she's sick or something. So they talk about how. You know, they don't want her fooling around too much because of something. And you're like, oh, is this going to be what causes, you know, the tragedy of this movie? Well, here's the thing I'm wondering, though, because. No, I just keep going. I'm going to look someone. Keep going. Ignore me about so, the dates. So this is when you hear you are my sunshine for the very first time out of a thousand times. You're going to hear this song throughout this movie. We're at church. Uh, the, this random guy comes up and asks about, you know, dolls. I guess the father is, you know, because the father's a doll maker, he makes dolls for the, the toy shops in town. And so they head home and they get a flat and this is literally a back road. There's maybe one car that passes on this road every hour. And of course, while they're there, they come into contact with the one car and we'll one see. of the lug, was it one of the lug nuts rolls into the road because he like gets angry yep. at the tire, it pops off, and the daughter yeah, he's having trouble breaking it loose. Yeah, and the daughter goes out for it and gets smoked. I know, dude. I was like, holy fuck, Jesus. dude. That is not what I was expecting. No, because like, are we going pet cemetery route? Like, because that's what you thought, and I thought while the dad was trying to break it loose from the drum, because sometimes steel wheels will stick to the drum. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they get like, they get like gonna, seized on there. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was gonna pull and fall backwards and get ran over by the truck. That's what I thought was. But it was happen. funny because it was the one car, the one vehicle. Yeah. I would if I was like, you know, in reality, be like, okay, let's uh, let's get off the road for a second, let this car pass because this car was flying. Because yeah, when it hits it the daughter, yeah. it's not like it was going 20, 30 miles an hour. This thing had been going max speed for whatever car this was. Yeah. They were on a gravel road, too, weren't they? Yeah. And, the, and cars the, didn't go as fast back then, either. It was like 50, 55 mile an hour. Yeah, like, you that know, was nuts. They were already pulled over on the side of the road. You would think this person would, like, slow down. Because there were people? Because there were people, or that yeah. they would stop and ask if they needed help. So, on the Blu-ray for this movie, there is a special feature that is David Sandberg 
going through the process of of directing and he's showing like fun behind the scenes uh shots and you know kind of showing the process of like how he went about this movie and <laughs> during this scene you know they're talking about the setup for everything and and the uh, Miranda Otto is asking like you know do you see her get hit by the car and he's like no it's it's it cuts away but you hear them kind of react to her getting hit so you it's all off screen and the little girl who plays B that's the daughter's name she goes oh no one's going to see my dead body <laughs> yes <laughs> this Kids. little girl man it was so funny and then she's just like no they're gonna see your ghost though <laughs> yeah you'll be dead as a ghost oh, it was so funny oh, hopefully oh, she was cool with Lord. that yeah. I, I, it kind of cut after that but I just thought her, oh. what, her saying that was fucking gold so we jump to 12 years later and we have a bus full of orphans being brought to the Mullins house that's the sorry I didn't say who the family was to so the Mullins and that's going to be their new home because I guess this is kind of a way to get Mrs. Mullins kind of back on track here because she is, yeah, you know, there's a pretty big tragedy. So let's put her in yeah. kind of a rut. Not even, not even just Mrs. Mrs. Mullins, it's Mr. Mullins. Mr. As well. Mullins, too. Yeah. He's very like dry with everything. Yeah. So, yeah, Mr. Mullins, they show up and you, you meet everybody. Uh, but the two that you're really going to focus on the most is Janice and Linda because they're kind of like really, really close. And you find out that Janice has polio. So she is kind of, she's got the one crutch, the, the brace. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what polio is, it was something that a lot of people got back in like the 30s and 40s and even earlier because uh, that's what FDR had. Yeah, I couldn't walk. Um, but yeah, so she, of course, she, you know, she's very limited to what she can do. Uh, they, you know, he, Mr. Mullen shows them around the house, telling them all their rooms are upstairs. They ask if they can have a room downstairs because, you know, so she doesn't have to go up and down. But then he's like, nah, look at this really cool fucking chair. And just brings down the, the, chair, the, the stairs, the stair chair. Yes. Where the stair goes so lifts. slow. Yeah. And they're watching it as it comes down. Like, yeah. ooh. Ooh, can I ride? <laughs> no. This just seems dangerous. Yeah. And, yeah, and they get to see her take the ride all the way up. Yeah, you gotta put your seatbelt on. You're like, this shit's a plot point later. <gasps> yeah, you have to you have to put the seatbelt on in order for it to work. It's like yes. a safety mechanism. So she gets up there and she explores, and of course, she goes into a bedroom, and then the douchebag older girls come in. They're like, nah, this is for me and for her, and and then the two other girls that we haven't really seen much. So get the hell yeah. out of here. And yeah, they kind of, they're yeah. like, they're very mean to Janice. This yeah, but don't worry about it. All the other two girls aren't relevant. So they fine. literally are not relevant. They show no, up for a couple scenes. There. They have a couple lines. No, actually, the, there's one girl. I don't even know if she even says anything in this movie. And that yeah, is probably. the producer's daughter, that Lulu Saffron. She's the daughter of the producer, Peter Saffron. Yeah. I thought it was funny. And then the and then the other girl, she has a few lines and she's a little bit more prominent in the movie. But like, she, yeah, she's also kind of just there. I think her name's Kate in the movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she says anything. No, I don't think she says a damn thing in that movie. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. The older girls, I think, is. um, 
Nancy and Carol. Carol. Yeah. They are the two oldest ones. And of course, Carol's kind of like the leader. She's kind of like the one, she's like the head, like girl, because she's the oldest. And she, yeah, she sucks. She really, I don't like her at all. Like she's just mean a lot. It, but, but I yeah, guess I agree. That's the, 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 she, the time. Yeah. But she's not even like, okay, let's preface this though. She's not a nice girl. No. Period. But she's not like she's not mean. Evil. She's not. She's like, not like mean pushing evils. people down the stairs and doing. Yeah, yeah. Shit. yeah. Or, or being like, like she's just she's just a mean person. She's just a hateful yeah. person. I think it's more of just she's mean to Janice and like it's like damn girl like she fuck you in your polio like God that's yeah. so rude why yeah. would you do that it's it's the time yeah and you she got, was oh, a yeah. teenage she was an old older teenager she probably people thought it was yeah was, I mean it was. Anytime anyone had any type of something that would affect them in their activities, they'd be like, what a loser. He can't fucking run because he's got fucking, yep. you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, bowed legs, like fucking weirdo. And you're like, what, bro? <laughs> what I know. Fuck? Chill the fuck out, dude. I remember I had to stand up to, uh, there was a kid, in, I think he was in my grade, who was bullying this kid that was also in my grade who had a lisp and it was a really bad one. Like, like to the point where like he would get really nervous and he would talk and you could barely understand what he was saying. But like, he was a super nice kid. He was a, he was a nerdy kid. You know, he, he liked his, you know, uh, you know, he was still into like, I mean, I I can't say anything now. You got people in their thirties, forties, fifties still doing Pokemon. And you know, you guys do magic, the gathering and this. So it's not even as weird anymore that people do that. But like, I felt like when I was in high school, people were still playing magic. It was weird. It's like, why is that weird? Yeah. But now it's like, who cares? But the kid would get made fun of all the time. And I remember I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you have anything better to do than to bully this kid because of something he can't control? Right. Fuck out of here. Go find something better to do. Weirdo. Yeah. I, I I befriended. Go home and let your parents beat you. You piece of shit. (laughs) Just get outside. (laughs) No. <laughs> well, I was gonna say something nice, and you ruined it. One star. I do love the. <laughs> I do love the shot though. This is before she goes into the bedroom and deals has to deal with Carol. She gets to the top of the stairs, and down the hall you see the girl just standing all the way in the back, and then she kind of like mm. walks off screen, and then that's when Janice looks back. You're like, oh shit! Did I hear? Something? Is this your grandma? <laughs> is this movie about your grandma? Granny? <laughs> so uh, Janice and Linda they bunk up in the kind of like an old it looks like a, a room where he probably like makes the clothing for the dolls I think it's probably Mrs. Uh, Mullen's Fuck, old no. room so it's got like sewing, stuff, sewing like that. stuff yeah because there's a deleted scene that actually shows more of the Mullins before B dies where she is the one who creates all the dolls clothes while he just makes the dolls themselves and she's actually sewing. Sense. She's actually like sewing up uh, the actual dress that Annabelle the doll wears. I still ain't sleeping in that room. No. So the what the hell is her name? What's the sister's name? Linda. No. Yeah. No. The 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 nun. Oh oh. oh. Sister Charlotte. Sister, Sister Charlotte. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Damn Charlotte, she checks in on the uh, dumbwaiter that's in her room, which uh, nice. was fun. I guess the costume designer is the one who came up with the idea for the dumbwaiter, and the director's like, ah, we can do a lot of stuff with that. 
Yeah, dude. Dumbwaiters are terrifying. Did you see Haunting of Hill yeah. House? Yeah. Yeah. The Dumbwaiter is one of the scariest parts of that damn show. <laughs> I hate Dumbwaiters, period. I've been in the Biltmore house countless times, and I'm waiting for the Dumbwaiters to just open up as you walk by. I'm like... I like the pool in the basement. It's so fucking creepy. Well, how, when was that house built? 18-something. 18-something. They got an indoor pool in the basement. It's creepy as what? fuck, dude. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's fucking yeah. sweet. It's yeah, it's like a... an in- indoor pool in the very lower level. Like, you go through... Um, you go down the steps, and you go through, like, this stone tunnel yeah. to all this. It's wild, it's dude. Really cool. It's wild. That's crazy. If you never bid, you should. So she's messing with the dumbwaiter because it's kind of fucking with her. It's like opening it's like opening and shutting on its own. Um Daddy? so the girls go exploring. They're gonna go outside, but Jan uh, Janice can't go because she can't she doesn't want to go down the stairs, so she's just like, I'm gonna be sad and stay upstairs and watch you guys. You have promised me you but wouldn't I, treat me any different. Yeah. But as she's waiting there, you see the door shut and there's a girl behind the door and the girl slowly walks towards her, but it only, sh- but the- it goes from you seeing her to it then shows Janice's back and it gets closer and closer and Janice turns around and there's nothing there. Also, it moves her crutch because her crutch was mm-hmm. leaning up against the wall and that was like right behind her because she like backs up into it. Oh, crutchy. How did you get here? So it's dinner time and you know, they're all Mexican you know, they're, night. They're doing their, you know. I don't know. I just wanted to add to the context. It doesn't exist. I said it was Mexican night. They were having tacos. What do you want? I'm just, I don't even know what they're eating. I wasn't paying attention. I think it was just like ham or something. So, yeah. So, they're eating dinner. They're doing their grace. And then Mr. Mullins has to get up because Mrs. Mullins has a bell. He pretty much has to, like, answer, you know, get her stuff when she rings the bell. My Blu-ray was being weird. I don't know if you've ever had this experience. I'm not saying with this movie, but like ever had an experience with a Blu-ray where the audio just kind of cuts out randomly and it's not the like talking it's sounds. So yes. it, sometimes it'll be the music of the movie. Like the, it literally said in the subtitles bell rings and I could not hear the bell. Yeah. Audio channels drop. Yeah. I, was gonna oh, say, I didn't hear. I didn't hear it. Oh, maybe it wasn't just me then. Cause I was like, it said bell rings. And of course, he reacts to it because he's got to go to the room. But I'm like, I didn't yeah. hear the bell. And then it keeps saying that it's ringing, and I'm like, I don't hear the bell. <laughs> it's, Dude, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I was looking at the screen at that moment. I just heard him say, "Oh." Yeah, I remember him to get up, and I'm like, "Where's he was, going?" It was very weird. I was like, "Was the food that bad?" <laughs> but Carol, you probably made it. <laughs> yeah, probably. But Carol gets up because she's a little nosy because the door's ajar, and she sees. Mrs. Mullins, she's in a bed surrounded by like the the bed curtain there, so you can't really see her. And then, of course, Mr. Mullins slowly shuts the door. And then Sister Charlotte's just like, "Get the fuck back in your seat and eat your food. Stop being so nosy. Yeah, come on, nosy. I would have been nosy. So it's the first night sleeping in this very massive house. Oh God, it's huge. Which was also used in Westworld. Oh, cool. Yeah, Uh, Jan." can't sleep so she starts kind of walking around she gets a door she gets a door she gets a note under the door that says find me which you're like oh i remember that and then she gets a note from under the door of the room that she was told not to go in because she earlier in the movie she tries to open this one room 
and Mr. Mullins is like, this room is locked and it'll never be unlocked. Yes. So it says that she's in there. So she is able to just open the door and go into the room and you find out it's B's room. And it's got a cool dollhouse. It's literally just a replica of the house. Yeah. Dollhouse is, is awesome. It's, it's insane. So she finds a key inside the dollhouse. There was like a room. It's got the little, it had like a little model. It looked like it was supposed to be B. And then there was like a little compartment that she kind of opened up and there was a key inside. And then she finds where she finds the door it opens. And when she opens the door, what is sitting in a chair surrounded by passages from the Bible? You go, yeah, as soon as I open that door and I see those passages on the wall, I go, I don't think this room is good. I don't think I should go any further in this room. I'm just going to. But guess who's inside? But the Annabelle doll. Just and leave it alone. Yeah, so she tried, but she she kind of, she realizes too late that she just needs to get the fuck out of this room. Because she tries she to. She fucked sh- up and found out. Yeah, because yeah. she she opens, or she closes the door, and the door keeps opening on her. And she's like, okay. Yep, good. This is when you get, she she finds a sheet, and she throws it over the doll after, you know, the two times of the door opening. And the, the fucking thing gets up like it floats and then it kind of follows her outside of the room and you're like god damn it and the, and then she she pulls the sheet off because she turns around and sees the sheet floating and she pulls it off and there's nobody there no the she's walking under the sheet and as she's stepping oh it's slowly the, taking it's it slowly off. right yeah and, then and she gets so far and it falls off nothing and you're just like, mm. like yeah that gives <laughs> Chills. Yeah. It was good. It was a good. It was a well done. Shot. Very well done scene. shot. And, and it. She looks outside, and Mr. Mullins is coming up, kind of a path, and he, I, he immediately knows something is wrong because he kind of like drops what he's doing and kind of just runs into the house. Yep. My evil demon sense is tingling. Yeah. I think he sees there's a light because she turns the light on on them. Um, the dollhouse. Mm-hmm. So there has to be light coming from the room. And she's looking out the window mm-hmm. where he's at. So he has to see her. Like he's not dumb. Yeah, it's a very blind. very tense scene. So the girls explore the well that is very far off the property. Like this, like when they show how far the house is, I'm like, damn, that's a walk <laughs> to go look at this well. Way out there. And of course, this is when, you know, the big thing between Nancy and, um, Christ, what the hell is the other woman's the girl's name? Carol. Carol. God damn it. Carol and Nancy, they tease about Mrs. Mullins, pretty much, you know, making up bullshit stories about her. And this is where I heard he threw her. Yeah. Or keeps her or whatever. I'm like, what? But you saw her in the bed. I know, right? Why would you believe her bullshit? But did she really see her? Just trying to figure her out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could have been somebody else's body. Because this is when, I think this is also where, does Janice tell anybody about what happened in the room? Not in this After this part? No, I think it was the second time she encounters it. She's like screaming through the hallway. Uh, but J- Janice confesses to Sister Charlotte about going into the room. And of course, yeah. Charlotte's upset about it and tells her she needs to do a Hail Mary and she needs to unload some boxes. That's your punishment. And... Uh, the, the girls all was um 
Linda, she wants to play hide and go seek. So, and the girl, big, the older girl's like, sure, whatever. But they're like, yeah, we're not gonna play. <laughs> so she it's goes, and, yeah, she. <laughs> this is way better than hide and clap. Fuck hide and clap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they they're doing their confession thing, and Linda comes in because she's looking for a hiding spot. So she's like, oh, what's going on in here? Ah, who cares? And she kind of leaves, and then she yeah, finds a spot, and she goes in there. And what she sees the vents on the steps that you can go underneath the stairs. Yes. So she goes into like the room that's under the stairs and she's like hiding there. And then she turns and she sees the doll just sitting there. And then it just gets fucking yoinked into the darkness. And she's like, oh, fuck. And she gets out. She bashes out the door. And of course, the other girls are there and they're just like, well, we found you. <laughs> You're not so good at this game. <laughs> Pretty bad. Yeah. Try better. Try harder next time. Come on, yeah. we need effort. And uh, this is also where the older girls, before this, the older girls find a scarecrow. Yes. Just leaning up against the barn. And it's a creepy-ass scarecrow. It's like, hello, creepy scarecrow. I said, is this the scarecrow from Jeepers Creepers? From Jeepers well, Creepers or uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. This is the well, best part of that movie, uh, by the way. Faghead Jason. Yeah. It's like Baghead Jason, except it doesn't have the eye. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have any holes in the eyes. It's just mm. a sec. Holes. So, holes, holes. Mr. Mullins, he fixes the dumb waiter for Sister Charlotte, and he show and she shows him a picture of her and some other nuns. And this is when you get your look at Valak once again because it shows the nuns, but then he's like, "Oh, who's this?" And it's one of those things. It's kind of it's like one of those. I can't remember what the hell they're called, where you move a picture and it changes the image. Oh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. It's the lenticular. Yeah, lenticular. Yeah, and it has one of my favorite movie covers from The Lost World. Actually, the Lost World copy of The yes! Lost World I have that I got recently still has the fucking thing. I don't want to pull it out, but it still has the the original yeah. T-Rex one in there. It's awesome. I was so happy when I got that copy because uh, that's exactly what I had as a kid. But yeah, it it he moves the picture and it sh- it's the it's the nun. You know, like, oh, there's our yes. connection. You know, it, that's literally the only thing. But there's also some theories. But we'll talk about that when we get to a certain scene. I actually did not get that connection. So I must not have looked at that moment. No, I oh, think I pulled the picture up and she's like, I don't know who that is. And I then I was like, it's the nun. Oh, OK. Yeah, Because she's like sense. she's like in yeah. the darkness and he can only see her when he like gets a certain light on yep. it. Yeah. And you can definitely tell. Yeah. This one's not uh, living. So the two older girls are playing kind of a game underneath the sheet in the middle of the room. They're like, you know, making up legends about Mrs. Mullins and, you know, trying to kind of scare each other. And they hear one of your. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say one of your future relatives is going to be a dope ass ground, uh, uh, ground skateboarder. Like, whoa, scary. Rodney Mullins. Is a great technical skateboarder. Oh. Fucking one of the few skateboarders I know. He's really great. He's a great. He's just like a, he doesn't do vert or anything like that. It's just like ground technical. It's fucking wonderful stuff. But that's why I think every time I hear Mullins, I was like Rodney Mullins. <laughs> but they hear the bell ring, but it's like not because her room is downstairs. So you would think it's, it should be. It would be really you wouldn't hear it very well. But it's like in the same room as them. Yeah. And then they look out like the window, like by the window, and you just see like a ghostly figure walking by and then it like slowly comes towards them. Yeah, they're like freaking out. Yeah, and of course they like close their eyes like, oh, it's not real. And they open it up and they look and there's nothing there. But then you get 
a hand that comes through and like grabs Carol and scares the shit out of them. But then Charlotte comes yeah. in and um, reacts to it. Get to fucking bed. Mm-hmm. Crawl hill and your ass down them steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, they're out having like a picnic with everybody, okay. and Janice is out there with Carol and Nancy, and Janice is curious about what happened that night, and Nancy starts to kind of tell her, and what the fuck, Carol? Well, I can't. I remember this girl's name. Carol is like nothing happened. It was nothing. It's like she's just Mark, trying to keep it hush hush. Like, you can't remember her name. Just remember Carol Basket. I mean, so Sister Charlotte talks with Mrs. Mullins, and she kind of gets the whole rundown of like why Mrs. Mullins is the way she is. You know, talking about her daughter's death. You know, and then kind of talking about you know showing that she is scarred because she's wearing like a mask. It's like a porcelain mask that I'm guessing Mr. Mullins made. Phantom, phantom of the house. I'm assuming he made it because they make reference um, earlier that she looks like a doll. Yeah. Yes. But she kind of mentions the fact that she, the reason she wanted Sister Charlotte and all the girls to be here is because she kind of wants the the energy back in the house, you know. And, uh, you know, she just wants, because this isn't one, she doesn't explain the whole demon thing yet. It's the mm -hmm. second time they talk. Because, uh, yeah, because she brings her the doll. So this is when Janice finds a picture of B in the doll. And when she's in the room, the picture is kind of weird. Like she when you put it in the dark, uh, B's eyes glow white. And she's like, what the hell is this? So and then this is when she hears my only sunshine playing from B's room. Like, oh, hey, this is getting better. So this is when Janice and Linda, they go into the room. You know, Linda doesn't really know what's going on yet. So she's kind of just going in there, kind of looking at stuff. And she finds the cool ball uh, gun retriever thing, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. It's got the fishing like reel on it. It's great. But Nowadays, the, we have to go find the ball after we shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> what a time to be alive. You shoot a ball and you can never find it in your house again. You're like, Why? <laughs> Where does it go? So we have 18 trillion nerf darts because you never know if you're going to find them. We literally just... find them everywhere and they haven't been shot in months. It's the same it's thing fun. with golf. Like me and my brother went golfing yesterday and literally he hit a ball. I watched the ball the entire time and I knew exactly where it landed. And I was like, it's over by that tree. We drive to that tree. We drove around the tree five times. Like, where the fuck did this ball go? Did a fucking gremlin come out of the ground? Just <laughs> take it. Like, God yes. damn you, leprechaun. <laughs> Yes. For those of you old enough to remember, they're just in cahoots with David the gnome, <laughs> and he collects the balls so they can resell them to you. Or Fuck the, up your game. Or the gopher from Caddyshack. Oh, all I can think of is um the um Adam Sandler movie. Oh, Happy Happy Gilmore. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yes. Like going through the lake and picking up all the balls. Yeah. Like I found one. Happy Gilmore's great. Get in your hole! Sorry. <laughs> Die, cloud! Uh, Janice and Linda, yeah, they're in the room. The doll is sitting on the bed. They're talking about, like, the creepy things that are going on in the room, and then they look at the doll, and the doll's head had turned towards them, and Linda's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go. This is... Yeah. I, yeah. Nah. 
not yep. feeling good about this. Mm-mm. But Janice sticks around. Uh, she sees the puppet show that happens where no one's controlling it. She like pulls the puppet off. Nothing's happening. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. she goes over and finds the diary, which has nothing in it except for one day where it says, Dear Diary, today I come home. Well, it starts like, out there mean? has... There are a few pages. There's right a now. few pages in there, but then it goes blank. And I'm like, why is she still flipping pages? She flips through like three or four it's blank like she, pages. Yeah, it's like she's trying to find more. It's, I was it's, like, why? Good. Oh, no, it's just for, I feel just for the purpose of like, we have to make this creepy. Or it's like, oh, this is the day she died. But then this is, this is, you know, on this day is when she, her spirit came back to the house. Yeah, see, I get what they're going for, but like, like, I don't know, maybe the kid was just looking, but like, they're doing this, they're trying to make it scary. Like, well, she, you obviously know she died, so she's going to stop writing in it at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, this is, then she finds it. Yeah, but then she, but then B shows up. She's like, oh, and then she starts talking to her. She's looking out the window. She comes up to her and tries to. She's like, well, you know, what do you, what do you want? And that's when she turns like, your soul. Will you help me? And she's like, this part creeped me out because she starts looking the, she has her back turned to the dollhouse and the dollhouse light turns on. Well, she turns around and she's like looking in the dollhouse and all you see is like white in one of the window, the, the windows of the dollhouse. Mm-hmm. So she, Janice stands up and looks and there's, there she is. And she's like, hello? So B turns around and goes to the window and she's just like tapping on the window mm-hmm. and says nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Good. So yeah, she, the, the demon shows itself and it sh- pretty much chases her out of there. Like she gets out of there quickly. This is when she's screaming, but like no one hears her. She gets her legs back for her legs scratched up too. Yep. Because you see the, yeah, the yeah. demon hand. The demon hand grabs her and she falls and it like scratches her. She gets up and scurries out of there screaming. And then she tries to get into the chair and try to get to go down, but it's not working. And then, you know, of course, she figures out it's the seatbelt. So she finally starts to go down and she gets to the bottom. She gets almost to the bottom and the chair stops. And she's, you know, trying to fuck with it more. And then it starts to go back up. And of course, she looks up and she sees the, the, you know, the demon as B standing on the top of the stairs. She, yeah, no, and then she looks did. again and it's gone. And then she gets to the top of the stairs and it's just dark. It's just black. It's like, you don't see anything, but like just the light that's shining on the chair. And then the demon comes and grabs her and yanks her into the air. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I will say this is, this is essentially for those of you who have watched or listened slash watched our Annabelle video. This is our elevator scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, I mean, the the elevator scene in Annabelle is the best section of that movie. I think it's got the most yes. tension and the, the the best frights. Uh, this is this is a great great yeah. sequence of events, shot very well. The use of like the, the fact that there's this absolute darkness that surrounds her, yeah. except for just that slight light, just to light up her and the chair. It's great, and of course, the demon is is you know black as well, so. He kind of blends into the environment. And timing is great. It's it's short enough that it is tension building, mm-hmm. but it's long enough that it's not overdone. Yeah. So she, the next day, she actually comes crashing down. She just fucking yeah. smokes the ground. I swear. And... Mm-hmm. 
the next day she is coming back from the hospital. I thought she was dead. I was like, is she dead? I don't know. She's still moving. Is she alive? I have no idea what the fuck's going on. She's like bleeding and shit. Yeah, and then it just immediately cuts to her coming back from the hospital. Yeah, because you see a boot drop and yeah. you see her drop. I'm like, well, she's oh, dead. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh shit, this is like the main character. And yeah. they killed her off. Like, I mean, you see it we've seen it before in other movies. It's like, oh wow, that's that's a cool little twist. But then no. She just, you know, she pretty much is now wheelchair bound. And this is when, you know, of course, all the girls are just like, you know, will she have a walk again? All that stuff. And they wheel her into the house. And Janice tells Sister Charlotte that this house is evil. And Sister Charlotte's like, you're just no, being she crazy, Sherlock. She doesn't no, believe her, though. Yeah, she, I don't, like, you know, a woman of faith. And I understand, like, kids have crazy imaginations, but, like, in her predicament and like what she's gone through, you're really not going to believe her if there's something going on. Like, because I guess they thought she fell down the stairs, but like, how did she fall down the stairs? If she landed on the top of the stairs, did the yeah, demon like just she, like nudge her off? And then she just rolled after that. Oh well, yeah. Cause she's like dead center. She's like in the center of the staircase. She's not like at the bottom of the steps. She's like, yeah. And she would have had like fallen off the rail, either at the top or halfway down the stairs. Oh, I thought she was at the top of the stairs. No, I thought that's where no, she fell. A little. No, she fell. Oh, she, oh she, she fell on that landing. That's like between yeah. the two set of stairs. No, no, she no, fit all the way at the bottom. Yeah. She oh. landed from the upstairs all the way down. That's See, why I, was like, I, I thought she landed. Dead. I thought she landed at the front of the chair. I was like, mm -mm. "That's the top of the stairs." Why? Why would they think she fell down? Oh, okay, well, clearly you guys saw pretty, it better than I did. I'm pretty sure where she lands is where they keep all their shoes. Yeah, it's where the shoes and like the right by where the hidden doors oh, okay. goes underneath. Yeah, the like almost like. Like not right when you come in the door, but right after you go up the steps, it's like right that little opening, right where the dining room is. And I was like, but that's why I thought she was fucking dead. I was like, there's no way, dude. Like that kid's fucked up. That's like two stories. Then she landed right on her back. Like, <laughs> Oof, the, thank God her spine broke her fall. Any other thing, she would have stumbled down the stairs and been dead. Yeah. I just need my crutch and walk it off. Suck it in. It's the fifties. So the Mullins, uh, they chatted up. Mr. Mullins, of course, he's carving a crucifix out of wood. He's pretty much like, yeah, something crazy is going on here. Like, I don't know what, but something's going on. And Mrs. Mullins is like, ah, I'm just happy the girls are here. There's nothing. You just don't stop worrying about things. It's okay. And he's like, it's easy for you to say you don't come out of this room. It is. It, I do like this moment, though, because this is one of the few times you've actually get uh, Mr. Mullins kind of humanized. Yeah. Because he just comes off as like this gruff this is my house, don't do this kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, yell at or be mean, but, you know, he's just kind of like one of those, like, he doesn't know how to interact with these people. And you kind of realize he's just he's just a regular guy that just had some bad shit happen a while back. Mm -hmm. And he seems, he's a cool guy. I mean, I like his character. I like the way he reacts to certain situations. Like, earlier in the movie where the girls are laughing and chit-chatting and he walks past the door and he kind of, like, stumbles over his words doesn't say anything he's just a a dad that has a, had a girl but hasn't had a girl at this stage in life so he kind of doesn't know how to act he probably doesn't get out much ever since that happened because no. his wife being sick all the time and stuff i feel like he just goes to the store and comes back probably well there's no indication that he's still building dolls either 
Yeah. No, no. We don't even know if he still goes to church. I assume so, but maybe not. I don't know. He might not. I with, just with know his that wife being in her condition, they probably don't. He has to be the only one that just goes, like, we have people here that only come to town once a month. They do their grocery shopping. They pick up medicine it once a month. I feel like he is that once a month person. Yeah, because they're kind of out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, so Janice and Linda, they have a, a cute little exchange. You know, they're talking about, you know, the situation. You know, Linda doesn't want to sleep alone uh, in that room, which I don't blame her. Um, the, also, uh, was it Lulu Wilson who plays Linda? She's adorable in this movie. Like she's probably like, uh, yeah. Like you feel for this girl, and she's so good at showing like very scared faces. Like like her facial expressions when she's scared is perfect. She's same for. I think Talitha did a good job. Yeah, yeah. No, I. I mean, to be honest, these two, these two main girls were great. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think the the two older girls were good in their own way, but like the the two like the girl like Linda and and Janice are fantastic in their mm-hmm. performance and their right. the ways that they kind of react to things. Like you can tell, like Janice is she's depressed because she can't she's you know she's got polio, she can't do a lot with herself. Now she's in a wheelchair; she can't even sleep in the same room as her friend. She just feels like. She's not, and also the fact they're orphans. She also feels like no yeah. one's ever going to adopt me. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a cripple, you know. And it's the fifties, so like most likely, yeah. probably not. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, especially during the best, the start of the baby boom and everything. I yeah. mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah, it wouldn't be a whole lot of adoption probably happened. Period at that time. And of course, she's making because Linda also feels the same way. But Janice is like, no, no, you're gonna you're gonna get a family. You're gonna have a great life. They're gonna spoil the crap out of you. They're gonna love you a lot. You know, don't you know? Don't think negative things. I'm like, I would. I'd adopt her right now. Linda goes by the room. She goes back up to her room, but she walks by B's room and looks through the keyhole and sees the dolls rocking in the chair yeah. in the room. And then she opens the door, and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> like just stay um, in the okay. fucking room. Stop opening the fucking door. Please. <laughs> so this freaks her out. So she runs into her room and kind of just sits with the ball gun and shoots it into the yeah. it, into the pitch black hallway. Like the, you don't see anything in this hallway. It's so well shot. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh the cinematographer, I want to shout out the cinematographer in this movie, Maxime uh Alexandra. He fantastic like just situational awareness and the the way certain things look great this is the the fire truck scene though oh yeah but so she shoots the ball into the hallway she retrieves it and then she shoots it again and then something grabs onto it just and pulls and then it starts to slow higher up it's fucking cool. It's a cool shot. Well, I had I had said before this, I'm like, she's going to shoot this in the hallway. I didn't think she was going to shoot it at first. Like, she's just sitting there waiting for something to appear. I'm like, she's going to shoot this, and it's going to be like um, her fishing. Mm-hmm. And you just it's going to be like fishing line where it just pulls it. Just, it. I thought yeah. it was just going to pull. It's a Jaws moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. right. <laughs> but no, it just yoinks the ball gun right out of her hand. And so she gets freaked out. She runs up. And gets to the top bunk and gets under her covers. 
and you can hear the footsteps like like running towards this room. And oh it, yeah, and then it like you can hear it inside the room, and then you feel she feels someone go to the bottom bunk, and of course she's very curious of what it is, so she peeks over into the crack, which. As someone who had a bunk bed as a kid, that's how you talk to like my brother was on the bottom bunk. I was like, "Hey, hey, what are you doing down there?" <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's what you still awake? Hey, so yeah. But you see the footprints too. Hey, what's oh the yeah, floor? yeah. You see like the black, which was um. Oh no, you don't see him in the in the first one. I don't think. But yeah, you see the black footprints leading to the bottom bunk, and then she looks like, over, and the doll is those there. are big. Those are too big for dolls. Yeah, footprints. Yeah. Just like the hand grab the yes, doll and move it. Uh, yes like oh fuck and how <laughs> this girl goes to sleep after that i'm like what because the next scene is her waking up i was like there's no way she went to sleep what no i wouldn't even have been under the covers like she was with her head peeked over the yeah. edge no i'd have had my head on the other end in the fetal position curled up like please don't touch me yeah it's one of those things though it's like maybe she did stay up for a certain amount of time and just passed out she was just so exhausted Probably. Yeah, that could happen. Maybe that's why I don't like having my back to people. I st- I slept on the top bunk as a kid. It's also maybe. one of those things where when you're so scared, you're like, maybe if I just go to sleep, my brain will shut off and I won't be thinking of it. Mm. Where like you're stay when you're awake the whole time, that's all you think about, and you're just constantly like, where is it? Yeah. Your body comes to a point where it's just like it just shuts down. Yeah, it's we, for sure exhaustion. My grandparents had a um an RV pass. Mm-hmm. So we went and stayed in a cabin where their RV was. Oh, okay. And I always slept with the TV on as a kid because I couldn't sleep with it quiet. Right. And there was nothing in this cabin. And I'm like wide awake on my back and I can't sleep on my back, but I'm like, I don't know where else I'm going to sleep or what I'm going to do. <laughs> and it's so quiet and you can hear everything going on. And my body just finally is just like, nah, bye. Well, it's like when it's like we usually have a fan on because I like we like white noise and fashion. Right? We see to have something. Yeah. On. And like it's like when you go to a hotel or to a house or rental, whatever, and you forget your fucking fan. You're like, I can't sleep. Like, I just can't fucking sleep because mm-hmm. it's not there. Oh, well, yeah. we didn't sleep this last time either. And we had a fan. Yeah, that's true. It's not better. Like, I mean, like it wasn't just like laying there in bed forever. But anyway, it's not the bed was too soft. It ate us. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. We're never leaving this bed. I felt like I was sleeping on a cloud, like literally. And I'm like, no, this bed is too soft. I need a harder bed. Like, I'm just like. Yeah. Because soft, because a super soft bed can like, it it hurts in the morning. You get up and you're like, my body was not in a position it should have been in. Yeah, because it's like you want it to be soft, but you need some kind of support. Yeah. It's the same with pillows. If I have a way too soft of a pillow, I get I wake up with a headache because my neck is probably like this. Yeah. I woke up with the pillows like right around my face because it was it's just like one hole like to the, breathe through. It felt like the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh it's bad. man! Should have brought my own pillows. So we see Sister Charlotte wheel Janice outside because she needs to get some sun, and uh, you know she's like you know enjoying herself. Charlotte uh, goes away, and the demon has other plans for her. Now, there is a theory that the demon that kind of looks like Charlotte that pushes her into the barn is actually Valak, not the Annabelle demon. Uh, So, because I guess 
they these two demons actually work together in some sort of way. So like it was helping the other demon take over Janice. I don't know. It was a theory. There's no concrete proof because the fact of like, I don't think he was making this in mind of, of putting Valak in this movie other than the fact that they show the picture. I think they should have just not shown who pushed her. I think she should have just started wheeling. It, sh- it should have just been the wheelchair moving yeah. on its own. But yeah, you, you see, you don't see the face, but you see, it looks like Charlotte. Yeah. You see like the hands and they're discolored and like, yeah. and he's, this one is wearing the same outfit she was wearing. Yeah. So it's like, it just, it's just not like, just don't show that part. It, it was not necessary. It, it wasn't necessary because Janice doesn't turn. Like she sees the hands on the side of the wheelchair mm-hmm. and sees the fate, not face, but the, you know, it's like the sun the hitting shadow. it. You can't really see. Yeah. yeah. So she yeah. would have known if whoever was pushing or was wearing that same outfit anyway. Right. So it should have just been like, yeah, just leave it at that. Yeah, so she gets pushed into the barn. And it's all happening in broad daylight, too, which is something you don't really see in these type of movies. Yep. Everything usually happens oh, yeah. in the dark. This is like yep. bright, like bright early in the morning. Sun is shining bright. It's hot. But yeah, she gets pushed into this barn. She falls off the wheelchair. And it's now kind of like a cat and mouse game between her and the demon uh, in the form of uh, B again. And yeah, she's under there and the, the demon like hops on top of her. And this is when, you know, she's getting gonna, about to get possessed because it pukes in her mouth. You're like, it oh, are. we've seen this before in these movies. She's definitely mm-hmm. now the demon. But she, here she is screaming and nobody hears her until so, after she's done screaming. Like, so, yeah, there are a lot of people who mentioned that. And I, you know, of course, I've, I've I question that, too, in some of these movies where it's like people are screaming. So I guess demons can kind of fuck with like they can manipulate time and space so like yeah. her reaction and her like what's happening to her really isn't what's happening in reality mm-hmm. so like, it's like a pocket dimension yes so like she's screaming but like that event's not happening in real time it's happening in this fantasy type demon world it's like it's like when she got chased and thrown off the stairs and the whole seat thing. Yeah, no one after comes she, out. Yeah, yeah. After she threw that down, it cuts to the other rooms of the house and everybody's just sleeping soundly, like they yeah. didn't hear anything that happened. Yeah. So, I mean, after the the doors start, the doors on something in the the shed start. Well, yeah. What is she first gets rolled in? Like shit gets start tossed around the door yeah. drawers and right. shit start moving on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that typical demonic mm-mm. presence. You know, we got to make everything move and shake and make scary. I mean, at this point, they've stayed here longer than I would have. Like, that first night, I'd have been like, nope, I'm walking to town. Well, that's the thing is, like, it's even... I that, that's what it is. I get it. They don't really have anywhere else to go. And, like, Sister Charlotte's the only one there because there's, like, no... Like, you see two other snippets of men in these movies mm-hmm. that aren't Mr. Mullins, and that's it. You don't get any other male characters. It's all... Female characters. Yeah, it's the it's the priest, which we we we. I don't even think I've mentioned him because he is literally in this movie for ten seconds. Yeah, doesn't matter. It doesn't. He's literally an irrelevant character, and he says some dumbass line at the end, which we'll we'll mention. But but see, the thing is, is is they've had multiple instances of stuff happening prior to this, Mm -hmm. and I get they don't have anywhere to go. No, but like 
nobody like it's like oh you're you know you'll be all right you'll get over it yeah because they mentioned because charlotte's like yeah we can't really go anywhere because if we leave or they kick us out like we're going to be separated so we're not even going to be together anymore it's like a whole yeah. sad thing like this is just a sad Give situation me at the fucking hospital Incoming but the uh, this barn scene is per, is is really effective too because like the fact of her having to crawl under like that one area and she mm-hmm. hears the footsteps above her and then she like you know she looks in one direction there's nothing there and she looks in the other direction it's just the it's just B at the end there and then she just crawls like a fucking spider over to her and just pounces on top yeah. of her so Linda's freaked out because she realizes that there is something wrong with Janice and uh, this is when Linda talks with Mr. Mullins about everything that's going on, you know, talking about the them going into that room. And they also she also mentions the fact that that door was open in the in the doll. And he's at first confused. He's like, what are you talking about? And then she the room with all the Bible verse or Bible pages around. And he's like and he literally is like, fuck, this isn't good. Yep. He's like, you guys aren't supposed to be in that room. Don't ever go in that room ever again. And he's kind of like. The craziest thing is how fast everything happens. Like, he finds out that they open that room, which which earlier in the movie, when she opens that room, and and she she has the experience with the sheet ghost there, and she looks outside, and Mr. Mullen seemed to react to it. Like, I felt like he knew that already. And then, like, um, Linda tells him all the stuff, and he's like, oh, what? You guys are supposed to be in there. Oh, this is bad. And it goes so quick. He goes in that house with his carved crucifix. He goes in and he goes into the dining room and the doll is sitting at the end of the table. He goes in there, of course, and he's kind of, uh, you know, like trying to be, you know, wary of what's going on. And then he turns and you just see Janice wheel down the hall and then she gets up. Don't forget about the note. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 notes that he used to get from B. What did yeah. it say in this one? Well, he walks up to the doll that's at the table and he sees the note on the ground and it picks it up and it says found you, which is yes. exactly what he wrote to B that yes. one day. Yep. And then she wheels up on the wheelchair. Yeah, and she yeah, and she gets up from the wheelchair and starts to like walk towards him, but then she starts then she backs up into the shadows with her eyes glowing white and then she morphs into the demon. And of course, he is, you know, got his cross doing his thing. But then you get the effect of his fingers getting bent. CG's a little wonky on it, but yeah, uh, but the, the of... fingers getting completely bent backwards off. So he drops the cross, and then mm. he just gets wrecked. But it's a really cool transition between Janice into the demon. I thought that yes. was really mm-hmm. well done. But yeah, it's uh, it, it like I said, it goes from zero to a hundred. In the matter of yeah. seconds, oh, he yeah. finds out about the room, and then he literally gets murked like <laughs> thirty seconds later. That it's wild. Quickly. So Mullins is mutilated, and then you see that you know his body gets taken away, and Janice is at the end of the porch with the Annabelle doll on her lap. So, and then she, of course, she's got she always has this really like weird facial expression too, like you know she's evil. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this is when Linda needs to take actions into her own hands. She goes downstairs and takes the doll from Janice while she's sleeping and then goes out to the well. That's seven miles away from the house. And Sister Charlotte follows her down there and uh, 
is like, what are you doing? She's like, this is, there's something wrong with Janice. I Where think it has going? to do with this doll. I've seen things, you know, yeah. we got to get rid of it. So she tosses it down the well and Charlotte's like, oh, okay, let's go back guys. And then this is when Linda gets grabbed by something in the well and starts getting pulled in and Charlotte has to tear her out and then throws the cover onto the well. And I, and I love when they back up and the fucking well cover starts to like bob up and down. And, and Charlotte's is like, what is that? And Linda goes, who cares? Just run. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Should have just not even gone back to the well. I'm like, listen, Linda, oh, God. listen, Charlotte's telling yeah. you. Yeah. Charlotte's telling you not, just back up. Well, no, Linda. Linda told Charlotte to back up. But why did Linda go back? Fucking note. So they get. She's leaning over. Oh, because she Charlotte... no, because she was leaning. Oh, this was after. Yeah, so, yeah, she's like... leaning over, and Charlotte's like, "What are you, Linda? <laughs> Linda, <laughs> like, hello." So the doll is back on the couch, though. When they get back to the house, and they're like, "What the hell is going on here?" Uh, she, of course, Charlotte is freaked out from what she's seen, she takes a doll, goes into Mrs. Mullen's room, and she's like, what the hell is happening? And Mrs. Mullen tells her the full story about uh, when her daughter died. They pretty much prayed to be able to see her again. And, of course, it was like, it started out where they could see her ghost around the house, but they couldn't really do anything. Well, they 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 went, it wasn't just that. They went to, they said, obviously, through christian god wasn't working for them so they had to go to multiple out anything that would allow them to see their daughter again mm -hmm. so i think obviously they ended up dabbling with the occult which brought all this yes. but, yeah. and uh yeah they welcomed this demon into the house mm -hmm. and uh it ended, yes. it ended up attacking mrs mullins and that's why she wears the the mask because it tore a good chunk of her face off and her eyeball because they're trying to steal her soul. Yeah, because this is when you see uh, Mrs. Mullins goes into the room where B, the ghost of B, is do, like doing like a tea party at her little table there. But then she gets up and then starts to like get taller and bigger and stuff. And then it turns and then it yeah, that's what attacks her. There was also, I guess, a deleted uh, storyline with Charlotte. You were going to find out more about Charlotte's backstory where Charlotte. Uh, had a child that she had to give away because she was going into the monastery. Uh, she was becoming a nun, so she had to give the kid away. And then she mm -hmm. found out that the kid died when it was like seven, uh, drowned. But she was while she was at the house, she was experiencing hauntings. Like the demon was using her dead child against her. So like, there's a really cool deleted scene where she is she's sleeping and she gets kind of woken up and she hears scratching from under her bed and she so she takes her lamp turns it on and she shines against the wall and it's it, it it's a shadow of a kid under the bed scratching and then turns to her and is like mommy nope see uh, maybe it's I'm uh, different sure, maybe different demons are different but I, I i thought the demons could only do that kind of thing and if they knew who your kid was because that has that's how it had to work in the original conjuring is they had to see that locket with I'm guessing what's her name skin could have been partially why they didn't put it in the movie yeah um, probably like that kind of breaks the rule they completely cut well, out the whole they don't even mention any part of that in this movie it was she it was, could have something yeah. that she could have 
But because, like because she picks up the baby blanket out of her her um suitcase when they get there, but you see nothing else of that. Yeah, baby I mean, like she mentions the fact that she that her kid died. Uh, so maybe the demon was able to hear that from within the house or kind of the energy of the, her telling the story kind of the demons like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to use that against you. Yeah. Well, so that's, like what I'm like, what's up with the blanket? And that's when the dumbwaiter door opens. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing is like, I, I if they were going to do that, she had, I, I really wish she had, she had a picture of the kid. Cause that would yeah. make sense. Like no offense. Like I get, I know it's a demon, but whatever. How do you know it looks like what the kid looks like? Right. There's no, there's no inkling of this in the actual movie. So it doesn't yeah. really yeah. matter. Cause I guess there was a, yeah. the other scene where, um, the, where Janice possessed Janice comes into the room, which is a little, it's, it's coming up. So I will talk about it. Uh, where she goes into the room and does the whole thing where it's like, uh, sister, you know, um, I have sinned. And then she tosses her against the mirror. Well, it was supposed to be originally it was going to be her child walking in being like, mommy, why did you let me die? Like type deal. Mm. Yeah. And then Janice was going to show up. That would mess Mm. me up more than anything. Really effective. Even though there were deleted scenes, I would like the, 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 the scene with the child's, the shadow child scratching under the bed was like, damn, that's an effective scare right there. Like it doesn't show the child. It shows a shadow. It's just a yes, shadow, but it's like literally scratching, and then you could see the head turn. You're like, "Mommy, nope." So that would be fine Whoa. if they didn't show what the kid looked like, because the demon wouldn't know, right? Like in yeah. theory, like you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah. I yeah. hate kid ghosts. I, yeah, I, I hate. That's the worst ones. So yeah, this is so after she got attacked, Mister Mullins, um, he put a bunch of Bible verses onto, like, taped them all over this room, put the doll in the middle, and then a priest came over. And bless the place, pretty much like locking this thing, this the power into this one room. The power of Christ compels you. And I think right. the reason this didn't fully work is because they didn't do like um, the main characters from the Conjuring series. I can't think of their fucking names. The Warrens. The Warrens. They didn't do it enough. Hmm. I think the one time because it was twelve years in between the first when they had that done, the daughter that. roughly twelve years when their daughter died and when these people show up so they only if they, if they only had a bless one time it's probably something they need to do multiple times like the warrens right. do yeah because they said if warrens do it what twice a month or something like that or once yeah a month yeah i mean like you fucking might as well i don't know the expiration date on that shit um so. supposedly they mention the warrens in this movie they don't mention them by name but they mention the fact that i think the priest says something about how he knows people that deal with this stuff all the time i'm like i feel like they just do that with all the movies that have nothing that aren't the worn stories like they're just like yeah we know these people it's like we get it they're in the fine guys we we get that's why i'm watching this shit yeah um so janice attacks the other girls they go into mrs mullen's room and she's just split in half hanging from the wall (laughs) what the hell (laughs) i was like holy shit like when you see her like pinned and then like it's just half of her body and like yeah like, this is the and most mi- violent any of these movies have been and it mirrors the scarecrow the way the scarecrow yeah. looks later inside the yep. barn which i thought was pretty cool i was like damn that's metal as fuck like they they um they see blood dripping but you don't see it right away like you know what they see afterwards but as they're leaving is when you see the mm-hmm. the half of the body yeah and it's like ooh. Okay. Yes, yeah. yeah, so Janice, she goes in, she tosses Sister Charlotte into a mirror, kind of knocking her out. 
Uh, the older girls, they go down to the she, barn. She launched her into that oh, mirror. Fuck. She yes. didn't just knock her. Oh, she, she was full on like bitch slap. Yeah, she smoked her with her <laughs> mind. Uh, the the older girls, they try to go to Mr. Mullen's truck, but it won't start. So, but, and, of course, you get like the cool effect where they're trying to start the car and the lights keep turning on and off. And it yes. keeps showing the scarecrow and the and Nancy's just in the other, you know, in the seat, like, you know, what the hell is that? Now, this is something, if I remember correct, Angel, and I were talking about this scene when I was watching it, this is actually something fairly accurate because this being 55 and this being an even older truck than that, this is prior to my knowledge. I couldn't tell you the exact year, make, model, this pickup. One of the big three, whatever. Probably. <laughs> Could be an international. I don't fucking know. Anyway, when he starts, when the lights fade real bad, when they're starting it, these old cars had generators mm -hmm. instead of alternators. So they charged different. So I believe the lights going dim in and out like that is how it would actually work in that situation. And okay, the fact that the go. cab is like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, compared to oh, a... I fucking love old... Oh, dude, give me the small that. cab. I don't want people behind me. Anyway... Um, yeah, because, and but also... the fact that when they all get in, they're all like... Oh, yeah, it's great. It's fucking fantastic. I love, I love old trucks. Um, but also, uh, those old ones were a six-volt system, and newer vehicles, at least after that, would use, when the alternators were a 12-volt system, so they didn't even have as much power. So, there you go. So... Nobody cares about that. I just wanted to get just it. like, okay, let's go. No, we, we always, we always <laughs> look forward to your car information, Dan. We always look forward to those... It, it's just your face you're looking for your name. oh i have one more by the end of this fucking episode too <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah so they they realize the truck's not going to start so they run down to the barn and carol goes in and then the door just shuts and the rest of the girls can't get in there so carol's kind of trapped in there the scarecrow's in the back and she's freaking out and then the the demon starts to form inside of the scarecrow and comes out, and you just get some really effective scares throughout where he's on the ceiling. He's, the light bulbs start unscrewing. The light bulbs are unscrewing and crashing to the floor. And I said, I said earlier, I was like, this scarecrow looks different. Yeah. Than earlier, yeah. because it was like baggy in the face. But then it was you a real, see it, it was an actual scarecrow. Yeah. Well, then you see it this time, and like the. The eye sockets are more defined. Mm -hmm. and like and the mouth is more defined, mm -hmm. and like the whole the whole head looks. I was like, "Here we go." It didn't. This did not pan out the way I thought. I was expecting. Oh, the scarecrow is just going to become animated. Like, nope. No, it just comes out of the demon. Just comes out of it. I thought the demon was going to like murk her with the axe. Nope. Yeah. It, uh, it it messes with her a bit. She goes into another room, and then Nancy is able to kind of like rescue her from the barn. Uh, Linda uses the dumb waiter to escape Janice. She wheels herself all the way down to the bottom floor, where it's uh, the Mullins room, and she finds nothing's there. But she sees the blood trail, and then it leads to the half <laughs> the half torso of a uh, of Mrs. Mullins, and then. She uh she comes back alive and she starts chasing her back into the dumbwaiter and then yeah. she's got to pull herself back up again and then Janice is right behind her crawling up the fucking dumbwaiter yeah. behind like She looks through like the little gap and yeah. it's like, oh. You see the demon hands come up between yep. the gap. I was like fucking yeah. sweet. She, she I love that Linda kicks him. 
Kicks yeah, she's like, with a flashlight. Hits it with a flashlight. Oh, yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. We looked like, at each other. It was like, would that shit work? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that maybe that flashlight was blessed. I don't know fucking clue, dude. Yeah, and so she is able to get out of there, and she goes back into B's room and hides in the in, in the in the doll's room there. Oh, uh, and of course, yeah, she's um, you know, she's looking out to make sure Janice isn't around, but then she looks back, and the doll's still in there. And I like how oh, she yeah, turns. Yeah, she's in the closet. Yeah. So and and, and what the hell? She sees the dolls there. She kind of looks to see where Janice is at, and then she looks back, and then she goes over to the doll and turns its head. And then yeah. she goes back, and that's when the Janice opens the door. Is like, found you. Wouldn't want to have the doll looking at me like that. So Charlotte shows up, and this is when because Janice gets on top of Linda, she's trying to choke her, and. Charlotte shows up, throws the rosary beads onto Janice and throws her into the room, locking her in there. Uh, the, this is when the house starts to shake. Things are going crazy. You know, your demonic activity type of stuff. And, I thought it was going to implode in on itself. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like the end of Poltergeist where the house just yeah. <laughs> gets sucked <Yeah>. into nothing. <laughs> Goes into a black hole. Uh, the cops show up. The, I'm guessing that night, because they had mentioned they had called the cops yeah. a little bit earlier and uh, they open the door and what do they find? But the giant hole taken out of the wall. So Janice was able to escape out of the room, uh, but they find the doll there and then, but then they ask about the doll cause the, the, uh, the priest there, father, whatever the fuck his name was, cause he's so yes. relevant in this movie. He comes out with the doll and he's like, they're like, get that doll away from us. There's something wrong. He's like, no, 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 this doll's clean. It's all good. Does anybody want it? And they're like, no, it's no. Like, fine. I guess I'll take it then. Yeah. No. Don't so this is when we are shown we're at like an, uh, another orphanage and we see that this little girl's getting adopted and we then find out it's the Higgins from Annabelle and oh. who is the little girl they're adopting but Janice who is now going by Annabelle. Well, you actually hear the during the flashback of the Mullins mm-hmm. when B dies, I think, or something around that scene. Um, Esther Mullins, Mrs. Mullins, calls her Annabelle. Right, that's calls yeah, the daughter yes, Annabelle. I, can, yeah. I can't believe I completely forgot that. Yes, yeah, so, so B, yeah, B yeah. is just her nick is just a shortened version for Annabelle. So the little girl, the Mullins' daughter, was named Annabelle, and mm-hmm. they thought that her spirit was inhabiting the doll that's why the doll's name is annabelle and but then yeah the whole demon you know manipulation thing and it really wasn't her and all that stuff uh but yeah but because the demon is now inside of janice she's goes she goes by annabelle now and she gets adopted by the mullen or the sorry the higgins and and i love that the gift that she they give her is a raggedy ann doll which is the actual annabelle doll i gotta tell you that so now we go another 12 years into the future where we see pictures of Annabelle through through the day she gets adopted through her life up until uh, the events of Annabelle. And we get a recreation of the Higgins death scene from Annabelle, but in the perspective of the being in the Higgins house where Which you see, awesome. yeah, you see them uh, in their bed, you know, they hear things that go out. And of course, uh, Mr. Higgins gets stabbed, gets his throat slit by Annabelle. And then the guy goes in and kills the mom. 
And then, of course, you then go to Mia and John's house where they're reacting, and the end of it is just kind of... I like how it's just a panned-out shot of John going into the house to investigate what's going on and just, you know, goes back. And wasn't it in the in the first one they said she had joined a cult or whatever? Yes. Yeah. You ever think that it could have been her manipulating them? The cult? That it wasn't the cult that started it, but her manipulating them oh, into absolutely. doing what she absolutely. wanted? That would make sense. Because her whole thing was, I think it was to the point where the demon, um, it was getting to the end of its kind of time with her. So I think that's why she wanted the doll back. Cause I think that's the whole point is yeah. they knew where the doll was and she finds the doll again. Well, see watching this movie, I was like, how the fuck are they going to connect this? Like they established yeah. it in the first movie. Like, what is the point of all this? And then we get this connection. I was like, okay. Well, well, now actually, no, it makes I don't... sense. Yeah, I don't think what I said is true at all because I don't think the Annabelle doll, the the doll itself from the first Annabelle is the same. It's not the same doll from this movie because of the fact that he made many versions, he made mm-hmm. more than one of this doll and he sold them in his town. So maybe it got Allegedly. circulated. Because he only well, ever made that the is first true because he never delivered them because his daughter died. That's true. Yeah, it's it's weird because you don't really get a clarification because you don't see. I mean, you see that the father takes the doll away, but you don't know where it goes from there to then yeah. get to Mia. Yeah, you don't even know specifically. But also, where John this says that he bought it kind of in a sketchy way, so it's like okay, maybe it is the actual, maybe well, it is that doll. True too, but it's like it's gotten damaged. So yeah, where maybe, did it yeah. go? It was maybe. 12 years. He could have, he it was could have had years. it restored. I don't know. Well, yeah, because also, also, um, the police take that doll. They put it in the back of the police car at the end of this movie. And it's 12 years. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, well, I, actually, I got to point out the biggest fuck up of this movie. The biggest fuck up. All right. so mad. I was like, what in the fuck? I, when does this movie take place? Listen, director, writer, whoever's in charge of this shit, you fucked up, and I'm going to call you out. At the ending scene, when they're recreating the whole thing, and the the, the neighbors, the main characters of the first Annabelle go to check on the neighbors, it pans out, and it shows vehicles on the road. Mm-hmm. Well, this movie takes place, what, 67, 68, so it's 12 years after. The vehicle parked in front of their house is a, is a Ford Maverick, and that wasn't produced until 1970, so you fucked up. Wait, you were two the, to three years old. The car early. parked in front of whose house? Out in the, the road. Between the at, at the very end of the, the movie. But that movie took place in 1970. No, it didn't. It took place in 1968. I thought we talked about that it took place in either 1969 or 1970. Well, I just looked it up on here and it said the first animal takes place in 68. Oh. I could be wrong. I don't know. But in 1970 is when the Ford Maverick. So if you fucked up, you fucked up. Dan, I'm just saying. He's Dan's mad. Over, Dan's and over I, there. Dan's so mad he's fidgeting with and, a weapon. It's it, it's not a weapon. It's, just, it's, it's Victor's. A it's a trainer thing you wanted for a butterfly knife. I don't use this shit. I use. I think you need to rattle knife. it a little closer to your mic, though. The whole rest. Of this oh, episode. I'm no. I'm sorry. I'm. It's, I'm a fidgeter. <laughs> we need to get you. A, <laughs> we need to get you guys stress balls. They're a, lot, Listen, they're a lot quieter. At the beginning of this, neither of you noticed. I'm staring at the camera, eating my takis the whole time. I, I didn't and see you. Not to laugh, because okay. here I am. I'm like eating them, <laughs> and it did not catch. It probably, it probably did as you were talking. It's okay, but the, it, your it, mic, your mics either sound crystal clear 
or it sounds like a fan, like you shoved a fan in your microphone. Because every time you talk, nothing. all I hear is ah, when you guys are talking. Listen, I'm surprised. Yes. I'm surprised people haven't pointed it out, but I guess people just don't care. The, the audio sounds fine. <laughs> but it didn't catch me chewing on the really crunchy talkies, but it can catch that. And I can't even hear it. So, yes, this is when we hear a jazzier version of You Are My Sunshine. That is the song of this movie, by the way, if you didn't know. And then we get a final shot of the doll and it plays that like the the um, music box, music box, music, the like the wind up one that you hear yeah. from the first one. Yeah. yeah. And then there's an after credit that's it's not necessary to watch. I could tell you right now, it's literally just shows Valak as the nun coming out of the shadows towards the camera because the nun is the next movie in the series. So, okay. well, Why not? we didn't even watch it, the post credit scene, so we fucking didn't know. That's right. So, oh, so yeah, so go. that's got it right there. So that is Annabelle creation from 2017. I think I said 2016 at the beginning of the episode, but that's fine. Uh, this came out in 2017. So we didn't get any comments on this movie and I'm kind of sad about it. So uh, please, please for anyone who listens, follow us on Twitter, follow us on, on uh, Instagram and follow us on threads because every Friday or Saturday before we record, I post what movie we're covering and I ask what you guys think, think like what are your thoughts on the movie you know and i love- got some comments well i comments. guess people like you more than they like our show so <laughs> well angela's got some she's got angela got some comments that's that's great because we got none on the dissect on any of the dissect that film pages so please comment on ours too just tell us some of your yeah. thoughts we love hearing what you yeah. what the audience thinks of the movies we cover so yeah please okay. let us know Darren. Uh, Darren yeah. likes me better. He, he sure, <laughs> I guess so. So share your comments, Angela. So I put, I, I streamed last night. So I put, um, stream will be late tonight because we are trying to finish this. And Darren says, trying to finish this might be the most accurate view I've ever heard for this movie. Ouch. I was going <laughs> to like that comment, but I was like, I like this movie. So I don't want to. I liked it too. I don't want to like agree with that statement because I feel like he's saying like this wasn't good. And then Kevin, the critic, says, all I remember about this movie is getting to the part where they explain what's happening with the backstory and me and my cousin both thinking, why wasn't that backstory the entire movie? I guess I agree to a point. I think that I think it did enough of it. Seeing the girls getting terrorized, I guess, makes it. If not, it would just be the mom and the dad. Well, it's like the the whole movie, I guess. There's like a few like you get the whole thing at the beginning, but then you get like flashbacks in between. Oh, I, I, yeah. I like that. All right. Well, let, before we go into our final end of show rigmarole, we're going to talk about our thoughts on the movie. I kind of shared mine in the beginning because I'm terrible at not doing what I say not to do. Uh, so let's talk about our thoughts. So, Angela, what do you think of this movie? You get to go first. What do you I think of Annabelle face. creation? I like this one better than the first one. Okay. The first Annabelle? The first Annabelle. Yes. Definitely. Um, I felt like there was enough jump scares, even though there was a lot of jump scares. The two main little girls were great. Um, I thought the girl that played B was great. Um, I liked the the parents playing the 
I don't, I wouldn't know about having lost a kid, but I felt like they portrayed that feeling. Yeah, I agree. Very well. And I just, I love the jump scares. Like, yes, they scared the shit out of me, but they were great. It, yeah. I love the, the, the demon is. Joseph Bashara is very good at playing demons. He's just so good at it. So good. I think he's just made of charcoal. <laughs> like everywhere he steps, he lives with the black footprints. That's because he's just made of ash and charcoal. That's no, all. But on, on your point of um, like the like Anthony Lapaglia and Miranda Otto's per- portrayal of the um, the Mullins and kind of their way of of dealing with the death of their child. I like how it was kind of it was a little bit different than what we usually see. Like usually you see like a death of a child in a movie and the parents just like dive deep into alcoholism or drugs or stuff. It's just, no, they're just really, yeah. Or divorce. Like, no, they're just really sad. Like they're just like the, the mom is scarred because of the demon that you later find out about. You don't really know why she is in the predicament she's in, but he's just, he's, you know, he's sad and he's just kind of, I feel like he's just living in kind of like an autopilot mode. Yeah. Where his emotions are just gone. Yeah. And like, I am I'm not afraid to admit it. I've had a miscarriage. He was great during the whole the whole process. Like I got super depressed. Yeah. No, I and I've, I we you know, we've been through a few on, yeah. on this side too, so. He like I I feel like you know, you get those men that want to take care of their wives. They fell in love with them first. Kids came after. Yes, you know, something tragic happens. Mm-hmm. And they still want to take care of who they fell in love with. Like that doesn't change. Yeah. So I, I, I felt like they had great chemistry there. So it, it's nice when you have two actors, actresses that have that chemistry that maybe they don't know each other outside of, out of work, but they pull it together for, and it, it's great. Mm -hmm. Like, it was great. Damn. I like I thought this why I I'm gonna mirror what she said, but I, I like I thought this was better than the original Annabelle. Um, I'm making like a uh, a rating system of these movies so far in my head or trying my best to. Um but how I would rank them. But I think this one's better than the first one because I actually gave more of a crap about the characters in this than I did the original one. Because I felt like we talked about that in the original review. Like they were fine, but they just were they were there to facilitate the story. Even though these guys were too, they just felt like I related more with them. They were more likable as characters. Even the shitty, like the one pissy ass girl, the teen, the the two teen girls. Even they, I kind of like their interactions. Oh, and Car- stuff. Carol and Nancy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Every oh, every 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 group. Every like there was always like a group of two. Yeah. And they always had good yeah. chemistry with each other. Yeah. Yes. Because even the 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 little the one that didn't say anything. Yeah, I can't remember her I name. I couldn't remember her name because I um, she wasn't prominent what, enough in this. Tierney and Kate, they were always together. Even though they didn't say anything, yep. they always were together. Yep. And I I, I like I said the, they were it was well acted for it. I thought a lot there was some really good cinematography, there was good scares, there was some great suspense, some really great shots we talked about, like the 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 equivalent of the elevator scene with the seat at night, the staircase and the seat at night, and then the the tw- being twice being in the the shed 
the first time with her getting possessed and the second time with the scarecrow I thought was really good with the light bulbs unscrewing. The only thing I I think was my, the one thing, it's not not really a big knock against the movie, is this didn't really have a a memorable, like any memorable music, like the, like main music like the other ones. They played a song, I have no idea what the fuck it was, that played in this movie. It was almost like the music was... Like really low. Well, I meant there wasn't there, to... there wasn't like bus stop and shit and like like you know. No, it was it was just you are my music. sunshine played repeatedly. Yeah, throughout well, this thing. I kept thinking there was one other song that played in this movie, but I couldn't recognize what it was, and it was not from the era. It was not from 1955. Well, I told you but... my my Blu-ray kept cutting out the music, so I couldn't hear the music half the time. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, this movie is, to be honest, I think it's not even, like, close to Annabelle. I think it really surpasses it. I think it tells a better story. It, it gives you better mm-hmm. characters that you kind of care more about. Um, You really, like, this movie is kind of depressing in a lot of yeah. ways. You know, of course, you have the, the death of a child, but also, like, you feel so bad for Janice. The entire yes. movie because she, shit on. she, this girl, like this girl's not like a shitty person. Like she just got dealt a shitty hand. You know, she's got the polio. Then she, of course, has to deal with this demon, and then she gets possessed by the demon. And then, like you later find out who she becomes, and she ends up dying because of the demon. So, like this girl yeah. just has a shitty life. I mean, probably had some good, decent times in the twelve, you know, twelve years between her getting adopted. And then the final, you know, you know, the killing of her parents. But she was the demon the whole time. So, yeah, she, it, Janice is, yeah, she was such a tragic character. And the Mullins fully, you know, they, you feel for them. You know, Linda having, to, you know, her dealing with, you know, losing her, I'm guessing her best friend, you know, her and Janice are really close. And, you know, mm-hmm. you feel bad for her at the end when, you know, they don't know where she is. They don't know where Janice went. And she's just kind of yeah. like, you know, I hope she's safe out there. You know, I hope yeah. she says her doll. That's it. Well, yeah. I feel like that had she not gotten possessed and the Mullins dying, I feel like they would have adopted both of them. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I. Another thing is like. They just kind of come off as the type that would. Like, we adopt the cats from the shelter that are the elderly cats that nobody wants. Right. So I, I, I kind of feel like they are that that type that nobody wants, per se, because Janice is, has her, she has polio, so she is going to need more care. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like they would have been the type to yeah. be like, we don't care about that, we're going to, we like you. Yeah, this movie also effective scares all the way through. Like I said, there are some moments where it's just endless. It goes on for like two to three minutes of just like scare after scare after scare, and they're all effective. Uh, where I feel the first one kind of you you have a lot of lull moments before you get something happening. Like, no, I'm not saying you need to have it be scary the entire way through. You know, you want to give a good a good story behind everything. But boy, there were some yeah. fucking doozies in this one. Mm-hmm. I hate that they picked on the girl the whole time. Like they just fucking yeah. beat her down. Oh, yeah. And one thing I will say I like about this movie is even though the the orphans, it's all from a it's all from a very Christian angle. Mm-hmm. Is there's no exorcism? There's nope. no talk of it outside nope. of where they where they bless the room. 
nobody's trying to seal the demon. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. There's like in the last three movies, you've gotten something like, I know a little bit about this, but but, but no, there's none of that stuff in these movies. Well, this movie. Charlotte is Catholic. You would assume well, she doesn't believe her half the time. Yeah. And by the time everything shit hits the fan, by the time they start finally, she finally believes them and there's no time for it. Yeah. Cause the final interaction when they figure like when Charlotte kind of gets the, you know, she wakes up from her fucking slight coma from after getting tossed into that mirror and she gets up and she's like, oh shit, this is not Janice. You know, it's only a, a matter of seconds that she throws that rosary bead on her and throws her in that room and that's it. There's no gotta call the church, gotta have someone come down and deal with this. No, it was the bing bang, we called the cops to come and then it's over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is fine, because I, I don't need to see an exorcism in every single movie. No, no. And no, I like the change that, of pace. It's that is true, but with um what Father Massey walking yeah. outside, like you see him in like two what two scenes? He's, a, he's driving the bus in the beginning. And then he, sh- I think he's in one other scene, and then he shows up at the end. He's talking about unloading their bags and shit like that. He, yeah. The window when they first get into all of their rooms, mm-hmm. um, Janice is looking out in the when they get into the room, right before her crutch gets knocked off in the floor. Yeah, she's looking outside at him, and he looks up at her, and I, I just, I almost feel like they would not feel it, but kind of. I don't. No, I get what you're saying. But yeah, those are my thoughts. I th- this is um, a definitely a check. huge improvement from the first one. Yeah, check it out. It's yeah, supposed to launch, please. Uh, all right, let's rank this one. So right now, Ooh. our rankings are at number one, Conjuring two, number two, The Conjuring, and number three is Annabelle. Is Annabelle creation better than Annabelle? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is Annabelle creation better than The Conjuring? No. Okay. I would put it at two. So, so our new rankings going into our fifth week of this franchise. Number one is The Conjuring 2. Number two is The Conjuring. Number three is Annabelle creation. And number four is Annabelle. Next week. We are venturing into week five of the Conjuring universe as we talk about 2018's The Nun. Which I'm not looking forward to watching. You can find... Sorry, go ahead, Dan. I I can't wait till we get to the third Annabelle movie where (laughs) the doll ends up... I know, I know, we could do The Nun. We've seen too many of The Nun memes. Uh, It was like pranksters or something that were playing pranks on people and i'm like fuck no (laughs) i can't wait till we get to the annabelle movie where the doll ends up in a college frat house (laughs) and kills all the guys in there it's it's gonna be called annabelle guys and doll that's the one i'm that's the one i'm waiting for please make that happen uh what's what's the one what's this what's the guy james Wan. james Wan. there's your idea it is not (laughs) dolls not guys and dolls guys and and doll that's it make it happen oh boy you can find us uh, on Twitter, Instagram, oh, oh. TikTok. What? I uh, forgot one thing. It's really important. Angela noticed the doll looks fucking weird in this movie. The eyeballs. There's something about the animal doll between this movie and the other her other appearances. Is she looks weird. Her face looks fucking weird. I can't figure out what so it is. It just they looks changed. They her. changed her face. So if you remember in the first Annabelle, her where her mouth is, it's very caved in. I'll put a picture on the video 
form of the of the contrast between the two dolls. But yeah, we talked about in the Annabelle episode how her, like because they had the lipstick, it just looked weird because it was like a carving of her mouth, so it was like indented. Where this yeah. looks more like a face, like but it looks like she look has, it looks too. like she has real human yeah. eyes. Her face so is more human like. The eyes yeah. look too big. She, she pulled up an original Annabelle. Yeah, the the uh, poster from the original Annabelle. Her eyeballs, her actual like pupils and stuff are smaller. This, for the con the um, creation, looks like human eyeballs. They're huge. They're, too. They're way too big. I saw I was beginning to mention this whole fucking episode, and, and I completely it all, forgot. It just looks weird. Yeah, because I remember I, I remember mentioning something in the Annabelle episode about I didn't like how her mouth looked. Yeah, the mouth looks weird. But I mean, just like overall, like something if, about her face is like it's like the placement of everything, the eyes yeah, being bigger, the mouth being different. Weird. She just looks fucking weird. Like Sorry to cut you off. Kept, they could have kept like the eyes and the nose part, and you know, changed the mouth. Yeah. But oh. It was almost like you have human looking at you. Maybe yeah, that was the thing. I, I mean, Sorry. it took the mom's eyeball. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. We good? We good here? Yeah, we're good. So that's it. I think I'm done. Oh, I just want, I want to make sure. I want to make sure we got have- everything we got to say out of the way before I get into the final spiel of the night. Oh, well, you can find us at dissect that film on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, uh, Facebook. We're on all those social media sites where I, I primarily I use. Uh, well, sorry, X now. So stupid. It's still it's Twitter to me. Uh, I use that and, and Instagram the most, but I do try to post everything on all the social media sites. Like I said, we we put out our posts about commenting on the whatever movie we're covering. Maybe I'm just going to post a poster and just be like, maybe people will just guess on what I'm doing and they just go comment on it. I don't fucking know. Somebody, just comment on them, please. If you see the movie and you have a thought about it, share it with us on any of those social medias. Uh, you can say, hey, that movie sucked and you're stupid for liking it. At least maybe not be that rude about I will, it. I will read it. it on the show. I'll read it on the show. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can you find us on all the po- uh, podcast apps. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, all those apps. If you listen to us on an app that allows you to rate and review us, please leave us a five-star rating. If you can review the show, that's also greatly appreciated. Uh, I know Good Pods, you can rate and review individual episodes along with the whole show. Uh, it, Spotify, they have the five-star system, which is always fun. So go over there. Let's get – I'm, I'm looking – for at least to hit 20 uh, Spotify ratings by the end of August. So please, we're, we're only three away. I feel like that's not a lot to ask. And uh, Apple Podcasts, we have a lot of listeners on who li- – we have a lot of people who listen to us on Apple Podcasts, and we only have 12 ratings on Apple Podcasts. Come on. It's free, guys. If you like the show, please let us know. Please rate us five stars so that more people can listen to our show because that's what we want. We want more people – to, to discover the show, listen to the show, listen to us ramble on for over two hours every time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hopefully you'll have a good time. And if you watch us on YouTube, hey, you see our hey. faces. Hello. You um, saw me eating turkeys. You can like, comment, and subscribe to the, uh, to the YouTube channel. We are we're slowly, slowly, snail's pace, trying to get to 500 subscribers on YouTube. 
it's uh, it's been a, a task, but we're we're gonna get there someday. But please leave us a like and leave us a comment. We get we actually get a decent uh, we get a few comments every episode, so we appreciate everybody who comments on the YouTube videos. And uh, we also have a Patreon where you can support yes. the show financially, help us, uh, you know, you know, pay for programs that we use for the show, help us get new equipment for the show. And uh, everything that you give us through the Patreon goes right back into the show. It does not go into our pockets or, you know, anything that doesn't have to do with dissect that film. But we have two tiers. We have a $1 tier where you can get all the episodes early. You can get, we, I release them on Mondays where the episodes come out on Fridays. And uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's nice. So, you know, you give us a, you give us a dollar, we, we, we give you an episode early. And if you subscribe to our Mark Wahlberg book club, which is our $5 tier, you get some extra goodies, meaning extra exclusive shows. We have a show called the monster zone, which is, Hosted by Dan and Angela, which is a it's a it's like a, like the the title of the show explains. It is a show about monsters where we talk about monster movies from decades from starting whenever. I don't even know what the oldest movie we're going to be talking about, but we've been talking about a few from the fifties, which is pretty crazy. Something that we really haven't do done this on the show. Yes, exactly. So fifties is the earliest we've yeah. gotten so far. Them uh, 54 is the earliest. So yeah, we talk about monster movies, and uh, you get two of those a month. We're one in the beginning and one at the end of the month. And then we have another uh, Patreon exclusive show called Out of the Tubi, which is once a month we talk about a movie on Tubi. And usually they're not the greatest, but they're really fun to talk about. So if you want all those extra goodies, uh, you can subscribe to the $5 tier of the Patreon. We did get a new $5 patron. We want to welcome Jason from Nerdrovert. Thank you so much for becoming you. a uh, another member of the Mark Wahlberg book club. I really want to get a shirt made up, but I really imagine we make a shirt and then we get sued by Mark Wahlberg. Oh my god! Just don't don't show his face. It could be anybody named. Mark no, Wahlberg. it would just There's multiple. <laughs> I just want my. I really just want Mark Wahlberg. Like I listen. We we. It's a joke, guys. It's a joke. So yeah, I want to thank all of our patrons. We have Nerdvert. We have Robert Stewart, we have Rudy5453, Andrew Schoening, Eric Stein, Carlos Smoda, The Baron's Hideout Podcast, Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming, Billy Joseph Jr., The Flicks and Friends Podcast, Dune Generation, and Johnny Browning. Thank you yeah. to all of you amazing patrons for supporting us a little bit extra with, you know, giving us a little bit of financial uh, support. It's always appreciated. Remember, this core show is always free. This will never be. You'll never have to pay for this show. You'll never have to pay for uh, the two other shows that we do. You know, not as much as we used to, but we do have our TV review show, which I did re- uh, release a Twisted Metal review. Uh, well, when this episode comes out, it's going to be. It's, it's been a while. It was out of the blue. Okay. And I know that you guys don't do much TV. So <laughs> she does more than she does. I don't. I didn't even know there was a Twisted Metal show until somebody had mentioned it during uh, stream. And I was like, what? so yeah, we have our TV show called Slice of TV. And then we have um, our Fresh Cuts show, which is we talk about new release movies, but we really haven't seen many all together to talk yeah. about any. So we haven't done one in a while. So, but we will probably do some more later on in the year because there is a new Godzilla movie coming out that we're hoping to cover so yeah yeah. i think that's enough talking from me do you guys have anything else before we uh jump out of here nope no good so yeah we'll see y'all next week for the nun
I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film, and this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 120. See you all again next time. Bye-bye.